0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I think I'm going to finally take the plunge. I I would like our our patrons to pay for me to get Twitter blue because I want to be able to write a
1: 4000 character tweet. I will not do it DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I will not support you in this insane endeavor. but think of like think of how much I could say. you could say 4,000 characters. Think of how much I could you know at that point what why why not just why not just open a blog go to go to medium.com and just open yourself a, an account. I just just start typing into the, the blogosphere once again. I mean, what's the difference? Nobody reads blogs anymore. Nobody's going to read a 4,000-character Twitter post. Their eyes are going to glaze over three characters in like they already do, and they're going to move on to the next one until they find a nice pretty picture that catches, that catches their attention, you know? I mean, ugh. I don't know. Ugh.
0: I don't know. I think this is a perfect opportunity to try new things, to 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 use technology in new ways, um, and so Is that what you want to do? Well, so what I've done right now, because last week you've forgotten, I think, uh, we played around briefly with Chat GPT. Okay, and so I just went on, and I said, write a four thousand character tweet about how much I love my friend Doc. I added no other information, but I right. I would like to see, and it's, so here we go. I absolutely adore my friend Doc, two pink heart emojis. From the moment I met them, I knew that they were someone special. They have the most infectious personality and always know how to put a smile on my face. Whether it's a silly joke, a kind word of encouragement, or just a listening ear, they are always there for me. One of the things I love most about Doc is their unwavering optimism. No matter what life. They have no
1: idea who you're talking about.
0: No matter what life throws their way, they always seem to find the silver lining. Their positive outlook on life is truly contagious and has helped me to see the world in a more positive light. Doc is also one of the most selfless people I know. They always put others first and are always looking for ways to help those in need. I mean, that's true. Whether it's volunteering at a local soup kitchen, lending a hand to a neighbor in need, we know how much Doc loves his neighbors, or simply being a shoulder to cry on, Doc is always there to lend a hand. Their intelligence and creativity are truly inspiring. True. Doc is always coming up with new and innovative ideas and has a passion for learning that is truly contagious. Also true. They are always eager to share their knowledge and insights with others. And I feel so lucky to have them as a friend. So that entire fourth graph is spot on. In short, Doc is the type of friend that everyone should be lucky enough to have in their life. They bring so much joy, positivity and kindness into the world. And I am so grateful to call them my friend. I love you, Doc. Red heart emoji. Uh, I
1: wouldn't agree with everything they wrote, but I just, the thing that you have to realize though, is this is the exact same thing that it will spit out to anyone who asks for a nice essay about somebody who they like, like it's, it's plagiarism at its best, you know, I mean, well, let's
0: see, write a 4,000 character tweet about how much I love my friend Glenn. Let's see if they write the same thing.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's the thing that's going to be great about chat. GPT is like right now, where everybody's looking at this tool and being like, oh, it's great. I'm going to use it to write my, my new LinkedIn profile. I'm going to use it to write my cover letter for my next job. Uh, it's going to be pretty easy for HR people to notice um, when they get, you know, 20 of the, almost the exact same sounding cover letters Uh, exactly what's going on because that's what that's the limit of the technology at this point. It won't always be there, but you know, I'm sure it'll improve over time, but um, I don't think people understand some of the limitations um, of this magical sort of black box that is, you know, chat GPT at the moment.
0: Well, you know, it's a shame that uh, Twitter has been experiencing some, some bugs today because I know that all the besties must have sent in some topics for jet, Chat DP GPT DB DBT DDT wrestling uh, because that's what I asked them to do, and they
1: always something come went through. wrong. Try reloading. Something went wrong. Hey, so, try reloading. Excuse me, bless me. Uh yeah, um, yeah. My Twitter won't show me DMs, so no luck there. Why do people dislike Elon Musk and his stupid face? His face is quite stupid.
0: As an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or biases. However, I can tell you that people have various reasons for disliking Elon Musk. Oh, what you been up to, sir? How's your week been? Are we still getting together this weekend to go to the new uh, breakfast place?
1: Uh, oh, I, yeah, sure. It was supposed to be
0: Super Bowl Sunday, and I know you know that the Super Bowl is, in fact, this Sunday.
1: Sure. Yeah, I knew that. So. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I haven't heard to the contrary, so I, I would presume so. All right. Uh, we will check in when your yeah.
0: wife makes her usual appearance, dropping off some sort of delicious treat. Uh, we will inquire and get the official scoop. Um, now, Scoop it. Obviously, we can't get there at 6 a.m. Because that that's that would be ridiculous for a Sunday. What would be, in the mind of Doc Manson, the earliest appropriate hour that one could show up? Probably
1: around eleven. I'm a big brunch fan, so you know. We went to the old place at ten. Yeah, that wasn't brunch. That was that was breakfast. I'm feeling more like brunch. You can't go to brunch before eleven. Okay. I don't know, ten, nine. What's Mr. So, Early Bird? The reason this started, let me put
0: away my chocolate bunny crackers. The reason this started is this place is tiny. I've driven by it since we last recorded, or maybe not. Maybe I drove by it the day we last recorded. Um, it's tiny. There's like nine tables. And I heard seven. Either way. Um and you know there's known to be a long line, so I would think, and this is just my own hypothesis, that the earlier you get there, the more likely you are to get a, be able to sit within an hour or so. Um, I could be wrong about that. And you had said that you could do early, but I also know that my definition of early. Is very different than your. Definition. Yeah,
1: I mean, I could totally do like ten forty five. Is is that early enough? Yeah,
0: that's that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> exactly what I was going for.
1: I I could probably do even earlier. I don't know. Like I could probably do like ten fifteen. Eh? Yeah. Is this is this hilarious it's, to you? I'm, is this as hilarious to you it, as it is to me? It's, Something tells me it's not. It's, it's but,
0: so funny. The doorbell rang, which so. distracted me. We I oh, did it. How how often are you getting packages? How many how many days a week is the FedEx or UPS guy coming to
1: your domicile? Uh, once a week, maybe. Okay. Not not too often, but I guess that's often compared to the good old days. I don't know. So how how often are they coming to your domicile? Four or five times a week.
0: Stop ordering stuff. You're the problem. <clears throat> we don't go places. That's it.
1: We tend okay.
0: to we tend to, you know, rather than than go like you'll go into the the local, you know, suburban the commercial area and you'll go to various stores and buy the things you want and bring them home. We will rarely do yes. that. We will much rather just ask someone to bring it to us. So it just costs more money. And so. plus my wife, will have owning a, you know, doing her own craft business and then her other, you know, selling and reselling of various items online. That often is what it is. I have ordered more things lately, um, but,
1: you know, usually, I will say, usually it's not for me, but that's Yeah, I, I will say I've noticed more so recently that, There are a lot of things that cost more money online shopping. And if I just go to the place, I can usually get a better price on things. And that didn't used to be the case, right? It used to be you could order things online for less money, Um, but it seems like that is no longer the case. The only things that are less money are, and you know, when you look at something like Amazon, like you search for something on Amazon, then like they have no brand names available, essentially. It's almost all like third party knockoff stuff that you get on AliExpress for or cents on the dollar, but just rebadged by the same 500 different no-name companies. Um, like any sort of like real substantial piece of electronics or, or other thing like from a real company, it's almost always less expensive to go to your local Walmart or Target or Best Buy and pick it up in person. So, yeah, I don't know. It's no longer a great deal shopping online, especially... Like even like something like a Costco, which offers you know online shopping, like you know I was looking at just some um, fish oil pills, right? And those were like thirty dollars on their website to order online. You go in the warehouse, and it's twenty dollars. Like it's ten dollars for shipping. Like that's silly on 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 a vial of pills. You know what I mean? Like I, I I don't know, man. It just it's yeah. I've been disillusioned by. By modern capitalism, so and when I engage, I, I always look for the, the path of least money. I don't know. Maybe that makes me unexciting or cheap or frugal. No, I, I, think, I, I, don't
0: I think it you're you're willing to go out and brave the world. I I am less open I to I don't I don't
1: really see it as braving anything. The world is just the world, man. You live in it. Come on. I do live in it, but there's you go to work every day. How's it different?
0: It's all just the world. I know when I think of the traffic between me getting to my job and me going to, let's say, the Target near us, uh, there are substantially more people in the world. Maybe because you drive to a major, you know, you're going to, you know, a prestigious Ivy League university every day. There's traffic galore, yeah.
1: right? Um, um you know. I will say Target is a nightmare. Um they don't employ enough people on the registers, so like the, regis- the the line is always like halfway through the store 45 minutes long. Like we just don't go to Target really anymore, honestly. We mostly only go to Walmart. And Walmart, you know, there are things about that Walmart which are more terrifying certainly. Mm. Um but at least the lines move and you can get in and out pretty quickly.
0: That's fair. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to that particular Walmart.
1: Um, yeah. You know, and most of the prices at Walmart are also almost always better. Walmart thought, has a so. delivery
0: service. And again, there I am sure there is an upcharge, but just the idea that we can, um, you know, you order something. If you get
1: Walmart Plus, I think that comes I with say. a subscription yeah. to Paramount. I Plus. believe so.
0: So. so. If that's the case, then pretty soon, season three of Picard, I'll be there watching my friends from the next generation. Anyways, how's work? What's new?
1: Not much. Not really, really not much. Not much going on. Work is work. Had, you know, an assessment this week. Today, so I was prepping for that. Got to prep for another lecture for Friday and next week. So,
0: are you finding it harder, easier, or the same uh, in semester two?
1: Easy or much easier. Um, I'm definitely spending some time looking at powerpoints and rearranging things. Sure, but um, significantly less time I would say is being spent on it. And that's actually maybe that's maybe not great because I definitely find myself at times, sometimes walking in, looking at a slide and being like, huh, I don't quite recall. Like, let me wrong. I can always talk about anything, but like, I, I don't, sometimes every once in a while I get caught off by something. Like I don't really, huh, I don't remember that. Huh. And you know, usually you just sort of talk around it because it's not a key point. Right. Sure. That um, would, what does it really matter? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should be spending a little bit more time prepping than I am. Maybe I'm not quite as um, up to speed as I as I like to pretend with myself that I am. Uh, but but overall, I do think that the lectures are going very well, and I don't think again, I don't think the the students notice anything. Because if anything, my my goal this semester is to scale back. You know, I, I think I was covering probably too much detail last time going through the book more verbatim. And so this time I am going through and just like ripping out things that I don't think matter. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I, I don't think it's an issue per se. It's just finding my groove, finding my feet. And I think it's going pretty well overall. Okay. I can't complain. I will say like, I've been, I've been kind of tweaking the assessments they've had two so far, um, the lecture assessments, you know, and I was kind of hoping to throw them off a little bit and maybe get some lower averages than before. Right now, right so far, like even with the tweaking I've done and putting some what I consider more difficult questions in, um, they're basically right on par with where they were last semester. They uh, got like seventy sevens on both of the assessments as the class average. Which, hey, that's a good average. I'm happy with that average. I don't need it to be lower. I, I just, I have, like I said, I've tweaked it a bit. I've added some questions that I thought were difficult, um, but that doesn't seem to really be affecting performance. But I guess. Potentially a good thing. Why would you want to get a lower average? Um, I just think I mean a seventy-seven is a little bit high. It's a C plus. Uh, I think like a seventy-five would be better, but I am not that far off, right? So I am not like I am not feeling strongly about it, but
0: but again, why is a seventy-five
1: what you are hoping for? Because that is a C which is, by definition, what an average should be.
0: Okay. I think this is just one of those situations where we're coming at it from two different places. When I give it an assessment, the expectation from the people who are in charge are that everybody is doing as well as possible on the assessment. So well, see,
1: the problem with that is when you give assessments and you have people in charge expecting everybody to get A's or B's or whatever... Um you're actually creating assessments that aren't differential. you know what I mean these assessments aren't actually allowing people to succeed and actually show their aptitude mm-hmm. um, if everybody just does well. So I I feel like there is value in again, having a diff a, a differential assessment which actually shows demonstrates which people are fully comprehending versus those who are, less so. you know what I mean? Yeah and I, I think I do think that there's that's probably a difference in um university versus like a grade level thing, but I I mean I, I do have some problems with philosophically, I find some of what I'm hearing coming out of the K through 12 system, I think a lot of – some of what I hear is is problematic to me, and I think that's one of them because, you know, I'm hearing things like everybody's supposed to pass, everybody's supposed to do well. Yep. You have administrators telling folks that students can retake assessments, get back points until they pass. Like that kind of stuff, again, to me, is no good. Yeah. Um, it, it, it It lowers the value of the system for everyone to the point where, well, why bother giving grades? You know what I mean? You might as well just say, you've completed your 10th year of school. Mm, Congratulations. Why bother assessing anything? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's different, I think, when you are teaching the at the, the very low levels. Like, you know, we're assessing with the purpose of seeing who needs the material and who needs um, extra help in terms of accessing the
1: material. But, you know. Again, I think it's just a different... I don't want anybody to fail, but I I do think that if you have a properly put together series of assessments, folks that are not understanding the material as well as others, well, that is a possibility. Um, And I don't know why you would have a scale for assessing folks if you don't intend to use the full scale. Mm. You know know what I mean? I, I just... I don't know. So when you prep an exam, the expectation
0: you are expecting that somebody's going to fail.
1: Realistically speaking? Yeah, I guess yes. I'm not again, I'm not hoping for people to fail, but it is my expectation that some subpopulation will. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then what happens
0: like again, different philosophies You know, the people that fail, in our case, in my position, we have to then identify them and then provide supports for them to try to get them to achieve some level of mastery. Are you reaching out to the people that fail and being like... "No, They're just... That's not my job. How often do they reach out to you? And I think we talked about this last semester. Frequently. The people who reach out to you... Are they more likely the people who fail or don't do as well, or are they the
1: people who did well and want to do better than well? Um, It's the two ends of the spectrum. It's the people who did poorly and want to know what I can do to inflate their grade. Mm -hmm. And then it's people who are doing very, very well, but whom, got one question wrong and want to know what I can do to inflate their grade. Honestly, I don't hear from the people who perform and are just content with how they've performed. Yeah. You only hear from the people who are upset about something and you don't hear from people in the middle. You don't hear from people from who are just doing mediocre. You hear from the people that are failing and need this for one reason or another. And you hear from the people who are getting. A's when they want to be getting higher A's And those aren't
0: the people that like, you know, like I could understand if you have financial aid that is dependent on maintaining a certain GPA or being in the honors program or whatever, like I could, I could see that being an issue, but I don't think this is it. I think this is just, well, I want a 4.0 and this is not going to
1: be a 4.0. And people at the other end of the spectrum who aren't doing well. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that does come up. If I don't pass your class, I'm not going to get my financial aid. And don't get me wrong, like as a human being, I sympathize, I empathize, like that is horrible. And I'm sorry that that's the situation. Uh, But at the same time, I also refuse to be guilt tripped by that. Um, That's not true. Like failing my course didn't do this. You know what I mean? It was a combination of all of the courses that you have failed. It's your performance across the board. This might be. The last one, this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back, but it's not solely this course's fault. Yeah. Uh, So I try to keep that in mind because, again, as a human being, I do sympathize. I do feel badly. But at the same time, what am I supposed to do? Like, I I can't just I just can't embrace any semblance of standards, even though, again, that is really what they are asking me to do. But I, I just I don't think that would be fair. No. It's not, I mean, they would think it's fair to them. They think what I'm doing is unfair to them. But I think in the more universal sort of fairness to all, I I think it's more fair to maintain the standards as long as those standards were put into place ahead of time and they're not something that you're pulling on them and and catching them off guard. Then that would be unfair, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the case here. Yeah.
0: No, I think you're right. I think that's... if. One class is not going to make or break.
1: Don't be me wrong. I understand it is the one class that is the, your focus right now, and it's the only one you feel like you can do anything about. But at the same time, the grade is the grade. Like, this well, is again, how the you know, grade we, is got. We've from.
0: had this conversation about whether or not you're going to offer extra credit or not offer extra credit and all of that type of thing. Asking if there is something extra sh- they, a person can do to improve their grade to me is one thing asking if you can, Oh, you know, I got this 92 or I got a 79. I really need this to be an 80 for my scholarship. Can you make it an 82 just out of the goodness of your heart? If it was one person ever,
1: sure, maybe you would do it for one person ever, but I don't feel like you can. I feel like if you do it for one person ever, no matter what their reason is like, I just feel like that means you need to, you should be doing it for everybody. And if you're doing it for everybody, then again, why are you why have why have an assessment scale at all? Why have a syllabus where you talk about what the points are worth and how you calculate your grade? If you're going to feel bad for somebody and give them a grade that they don't that they haven't earned because you somehow have subjectively decided that they deserve it for whatever the reason is, well then that's a farce. We
0: had that conversation at work today. Just the the future of schools and how this is all so the, the the process in which a child moves from you know you have a concern um, to they get a little bit of extra support from the teacher to they get extra support from a specialist to eventually they might be tested to see if they have some sort of disability can sometimes take eighteen to twenty four months to go through that yeah. entire process. And I understand there's a reason for it. So we're not just, you know, I don't just say, oh, these six children in my class
1: all need to be tested now. Out of curiosity, like, because I don't know a lot about this. Um, and I, you probably don't either, actually, what I'm going to ask about. But, um, you know, when students do get assessed and they have some sort of, well, in my... In, Where I am, like, you would call it a disability. I don't know if that's what they call it at your level, whether it's a learning disability or whatever. Um, You know, so that they they get some sort of accommodation. Usually. So what kind of accommodations? This you'll be able to answer. What kind of accommodations do students get in the K through 12 system? It
0: entirely depends on the the nature of their disability, the goal is to identify a specific problem: ADHD, um, being on the autism spectrum, and again, problem I'm using air quotes for. Um, yeah, right. Dyslexia, uh, you know, uh, a pro- working memory issue. Maybe it's a visual issue. Maybe it's an auditory processing issue. Um, you know, it's rare that we identify, you know, basically there's a, there's a category to call like other, um, but, um, you know, it could be in some cases just honestly like low IQ and there's a whole section for that. And so it really depends on what the accommodations are. Uh, you know, so if you're if you have a child who is, um, ADHD, you know, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, uh, Ideally, you're talking to the parents about going to their pediatrician. I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to suggest. I can't say the word medication, but I say this might be something you want to talk to your pediatrician about. And then the pediatrician is able to talk about whether or not medication is. Some parents go for it, some parents don't. Um, that's a tricky one, but you can offer, you know, alternate. Uh, testing areas so some kids can't do the work well in the classroom they need extended time they need a quiet space they need whatever Uh, so those are accommodations Uh, depending on the disability there can be you know one-to-one adult support or academic support an extra whether it's a special ed teacher or uh you know another adult who's in the room with them that can assist them with you know various aspects of their work let me
1: let me ask you a, a, a sort of a related question then what is what is the purpose of granting accommodations to these childs like to these children? Well like what is the purpose in granting the accommodation? What are you trying to you are accomplish? trying to allow
0: them to have the best chance of the phrase is accessing the curriculum. So if you if this is a child with whether it's mild or severe, again, you name it, um, mm-hmm. they might not be able. I have a child in my class right now who it is not possible for them to do grade-level work independently. I have multiple kids, actually, who can't do that. Um, Yeah. And I I will say... That's the the goal, is you want them to be able... Sometimes, in some cases, kids need an entirely modified curriculum where they're in an age-appropriate classroom for socialization, but they are learning a completely
1: different set of academics than the rest of the kids in their class. So like, and again, I think some of this is different because early on, these are very formative years yes. for individuals. I feel like, um, and I, again, I don't know if you, if you can speak to this much, but I feel like as, as they get older, you know, we were talking about middle school, uh, high school, that level. hmm it seems to me that a lot of this is less about x. Ex- it becomes less about accessing the curriculum and then providing accomod as than it is in providing accommodations that provide them with an equivalent educational experience. Is that accurate? Sure. It it, it depends. You know, a, a child who has Down
0: syndrome um, may not once you get to a certain level. You're teaching that ch- that young person life skills
1: because right.
0: they, you know, I'm not saying it. I think
1: that's. I think something like that is a very different situation. Yeah. Than than a student to whom has uh, I don't know what the proper term is anymore for an adult attention deficit disorder. Um, I think it's all. But about I feel them. like. What's that?
0: I think it's all still ADHD. You know, some people say adult Mm. ADHD. I don't know if there's actually a specific disorder difference. Yeah, probably Um, not. You know, you're teaching them strategies, okay? You know, and again, an adult has the option of choosing whether or not they would like to be uh, medicated or not. But you know, here this is: let's figure out the ways in which you learn best. Maybe you need, you know, a fidget. You need that pen that you're clicking and the act of clicking that pen while incredibly annoying to everyone around you allows (laughs) you to focus. So you're actually getting your work done because oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes if a child is identified, you know, if, if ADHD is the primary uh, issue, academics aren't the problem. It's not that they're not capable. It's that their brain won't slow down enough for them to actually do the work. So I have a kid who like physically cannot stay in one spot for very long. So are are we doing oh she, yep. Let's let's interrupt are, this are very we, are, we, are, we, are
1: we doing breakfast this weekend? Yeah.
0: What, what got double thumbs what up? What time does Mrs. Manson consider the appropriate? What what earliness?
1: time did you want to meet them? Uh DC says that it, the place opens at six a.m. So he's happy to break the doors down. Um, what what uh, what would be a a appropriate time for 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 breakfast for you? I told him eleven a.m. I didn't see. He didn't seem to. He didn't seem to. To like that one, the least he, he we can do with eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I told because he told me, uh, uh, we were doing 10 at the other place, and I said, uh, Okay, I can do 10 45. <laughs> uh, this is very humorous to everybody who's listening on the podcast. They're like, We heard this joke earlier, Doc. Shut the fuck up. You're not a morning person <laughs> who me, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I could realistically, I, I do think we could do eight o'clock, I think, if, like, but yeah, I think
0: nine. Yeah, nine. Nine would be great. great. It's earlier than we usually do, but it's late enough that like both you know, everybody can, you know, kind of ease into the day
1: and Yeah. It's a small place, it only has nine tables. Oh, it is nine. You were right. Thank you. Yeah. So there might be a bit of a wait.
0: Well, luckily we have luckily we there's never a lack of conversation for us.
1: Oh no, never. Never with you.
0: Aw. How are you?
1: Good. Getting through the week.
0: It's all you can do.
1: Now I've got brunch to look forward to on, on Saturday or Sunday. And
0: then Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, with my honey bun.
0: <laughs> the eyebrows are going. going to
1: take the day off of work. Smart. I didn't have to convince very hard. No, he didn't.
0: No. Smart. I look forward to hearing all about your uh, exciting plans.
1: Oh, very exciting plans! got all the details, and so will all all the besties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) We're talking about school and disabilities and the purpose of accommodations for kids with various
1: problems. Hmm. How does yeah? Because I, the thing that the thing that you that you hit on that uh, that I, I I you know wanted to sort of mention is you talk about teaching them strategies, Mm -hmm. right? For dealing, not dealing with, but that will allow them to successfully navigate the educational environment, I guess. Right. And that's, that's, that's like, that's the thing that I have been finding lacking at my level is like these accommodations are provided but I don't feel like there is any sort of educational component at, at this level. I don't feel like anybody is is at this stage trying to help them develop strategies outside of being given the accommodation. It feels like the accommodation is the strategy, and I just I just worry that that's a disservice to some degree because. Are these accommodations granted by employers? And that was actually one of the things I originally wanted to ask you, because I actually don't know the answer to that. Is this the sort of thing where they get out of college and they go to get a job and they can talk to their HR and say, hey, I've got this history and I get like, is that a thing that private employers do?
0: I suppose. I don't know. Because, you know, yeah. once you get to, I don't once really you get either. to secondary education, I'm lost. Um, yeah. Top primary of top middle school. Uh, I've subbed in high school and will never go back.
1: Um, Again, I don't want to, I don't want to come off like I'm complaining here. Cause like at the same time, like, look, I acknowledge that, that folks have, have very valid reasons for, for needing this assistance. And I'm not second guessing that I'm not second guessing the their experiences. I'm not second guessing the advice of their medical professionals or anything like that. I just I do feel like at the college level, if we're going to continue granting these accommodations, I feel like there should be some sort of component where strategy is also being taught. Like I feel like that needs to go hand in hand with it to better prepare them for the future because again ostensibly the point of a college education is to prepare you for the the quote unquote real world right um and so i don't know i just i feel like that is something that i wish was better realized at the college level but i think that's fair. i guess it's not really my place
0: um you know you you want the these people to advocate for themselves but they also need to be able to I do, I can see how some people would rely on the accommodations, um, you know, and expect that's going to get them out of something, you know, I'm doing this. So I don't, you know, I have this issue, so I I can't write big papers or I can't take long tests. I need to be able to, you know, whatever, Um, you know, is that is that an issue with these accommodations or is that more a global issue with the youths of the world? You know, you've, you've mentioned, you've mentioned before whether or not you are incredibly impressed with the work ethic of this generation as opposed, as opposed to how you remember uh, the work ethic of you and yours for your
1: generation. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know that my work ethic was any higher um, because again, like I look, I can honestly say, like, I look back to my undergraduate career and at the time I thought everything I was doing was some of the most difficult stuff I'd ever been asked to do. I look back at it now and realize, oh God, that was trivial. You know what I mean? That was easy. Um, well, again, so I, I, I we're yeah. also coming
0: back to the whole at 18 years old, should this be what you're just dis- doing with your life? I don't, yeah. I i'm a public school educator and have been for 15 years and will probably be for at least another god please let it only be 10 um but you know i'm not sure i buy the college model anymore you know the the idea that somebody at that age is going to be able to go and be independent like when i was independent a uh, doing well in school was the least of my concerns. I have to imagine a lot of people are also that way. Yeah. It wasn't always the case. I'm married to somebody who took school very seriously managed to grow, but but she um, in, in this specific case knew she had to pay for it. So, you know, I had no such thing school. School was magically paid for by elves, Right. I did not understand yep. how school was paid for. And when I did have to pay for it, I took out a ridiculous number of loans for a single year so that I didn't have to work for grad school. And I could, you know, the, the idea was focus on my studies. Um, and granted, by that point, I was paying more attention to school, but it it still was, you know that part of my brain had not developed to understand that money really went towards this. It wasn't until after the fact that I was like, wait, I owe what to who for what? So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I did name on the dotted line. You didn't really even comprehend. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's a, it's a weird
0: situation. Having said all of that, I am glad things are going well. I am glad the exams uh, are to your liking. And I am glad yeah. to hear, especially uh, that you are finding this year a little easier than than the last semester because you were you were a bit stressed. It was it was a good stress because you were doing the work you wanted to do, but you were stressed. When I'm finally
1: starting to feel like like I just have free time again. Good. Like I even mentioned to Mrs. Manson last week, and I was like. Let's, cause like you know we try we try to plan our week. We're gonna go to shopping. We plan out plan out our recipes, and I was like, I can cook that one if you want. And she was like, What? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just I feel like I I have more time, especially on certain days. Sure. You know what I mean? Because well, um, I will I will fully admit she does the majority of the cooking around here. Um, but like you know, I mean, I I have a, a position right now at least where. I don't have a lot of commitments two days out of the work week. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I can have meetings and things scheduled, but that's different. Right. For the most part, it's things that I'm agreeing to engage in. And that might not always be that way. I could eventually have courses on those days and it would change the dynamic a fair bit. But even still, like I am feeling like my time is my own again. Like, I have things that I have to do. I have to be there for, yeah. but outside of those things, you were right. It's a very
0: refreshing you had, feeling. You had places to be in like four different areas last time. True. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm so delighted, in fact, that unless you have something specific in this topic, I I'm, heard Jerry Lawler had a stroke. He did, which is sad. I hope he's okay. Uh, I saw pictures. He was in the hospital. Speech is a little tricky for him, but he's expected to make a full recovery. And he was being paid a visit by Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. And they were looking at old wrestling programs and pictures and things. So, but yes, I did. I did hear that. Hey, Jerry,
1: remember when you could talk? (laughs) Here's a megaphone. Not very. That's not very compassionate. Uh, Jimmy Hart wrestlers and
0: compassion is you know Mm. um yeah you know they had the, the the nxt had a show i heard it was good i haven't watched it i'm not sure that i will um but i heard it was good people were sports entertained uh good you know elimination chamber looks like it'll be good i will watch that um but yeah otherwise I've, I've got I've got no major news in the world of wrestling to uh, to chat about. So
1: so emails emails.
0: Uh, w- let's start with the serious one. Um, I got a DM from our buddy Che, and uh, Che was having some email issues, so decided to send his email uh, via DM. Um, it's a serious topic, so I shared it uh with doc ahead of time we usually do not do this uh but i wanted to make sure we were uh aware so would you like to read it would you like me to read it how do you want to go for it evening i don't
1: don't have it in front of me this is from che
0: as per last week's email i'm still behind a few episodes so i'm going to refrain from asking questions that may have been answered in recent weeks instead i'll fill you in on what i've been up to lately After a real rough spell in December, I hit a particularly low point just before Christmas. One thing led to another, and I was referred to counseling. That counseling started early January, and five weeks in, I've seen a benefit and feel like I'm starting to come out the other side. There's no need to go into the whys and what's, but I thought it was worth sharing. Facing big problems in my life has never been a strong point of mine, especially by talking about them. But after recent experience, I would urge anyone struggling to talk and seek the relevant help. I consider myself very lucky to have private health care through my work and have access to this service. Hopefully better things are ahead, not just for me, but for everyone listening. Be well, look after yourselves, and hopefully by the next time I email, I will have caught up on the missed episodes. Che! sent from a much better place than last time. Uh, I said this to you privately, Che, I will say it again. We love you. Uh, we, were, we are here if and when uh, you ever need us, whether that is just as a distraction or, again, to reach out. But thank you for sharing. I think that was a very uh, important message to, uh, to make sure to get across.
1: Agreed. I have nothing jovial or off color to say about that <laughs> um,
0: without going into a
1: huge well moment. the jovial thing I, I guess i will say it is good on you uh for for reaching out and, and talking with someone mm-hmm. sometimes there can be a bit of you know a reluctance absolutely for some folks absolutely. to do that so that's great I, i'm glad to hear it's been going well
0: uh, i have been to therapy before and i uh found it Helpful in ways I was not expecting. Um, you don't have to mention anything of your own. Of this is a safe space. Um, but, you know, it. I, I truly believe everyone would benefit. The idea of going and talking. So a lot of times having a conversation with someone is often, and I feel like John Mulaney has made this joke before. You're staring at them while their mouth is moving and you're hearing sound, but you're just thinking about okay when they stop talking I'm going to say this. And you know, being with a therapist is a nice chance where the entire goal is to talk about you and what you're going through. And to have that sort of ability to have, you know, a a full conversation in that area is is helpful. So, I'm glad you're getting help. I encourage anyone who's struggling or just feel like they need it for whatever reason uh, to to do the same. Uh, we have six emails here on the Gmail, including one from a bla- a name I have not seen in our email in quite some time. I'm very excited to get to this one.
1: Um, I only see five. So, okay, you might have one I don't have. Who do you have? Sounds good. Jeffrey?
0: Do you have uh, Jeffrey? Do you have Tim? I don't have Jeffrey's. Okay. Um, well, then let's go to Jeffrey. Uh, R. E. Alcohol Drink. Awesome. Thanks. Oh, I believe this is maybe, maybe you may have checked it. This was from. You wrote to him.
1: Oh no, probably yeah. I was probably I probably didn't get it sent to the account I usually look at because I had logged into that account to yep. reply to him. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Okay.
0: LOL, what's up with hot dog fingers? Did I miss something on the podcast? Or that's how you sign stuff? Like me not having Twitter. <laughs> Watch everything everywhere all at once, Jeremy Jeffrey, not Jeremy.
1: Hot dog fingers will make more sense then.
0: That's not too far from where I grew up in Massachusetts. A little bit over the border, up 91 in West Springfield. Thanks, DC. I'll check it out. Jeff sent from my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad. Uh, it's We get we get emails from Mrs. Manson, and I love that, and we will close our email section. But it's rare that we get emails from people we actually know, even rarer still, to get emails. Rachel sent us two emails last week. One to me, one to you. That's true. I, That's I, yeah, true. That is true. Although she doesn't send it regularly. I was uh, well, getting yeah, to the point. Sure. I've not lived with Rachel. I've lived with the narcissist. Well, that's true. And it went great
1: uh, the whole time. <laughs> the, the subject line is the shit show with Doc Manson. <laughs> that one resonated with him. It's
0: been a while, but figured I would try to add to the Baker's Dozen this week. I recently got back into improv again, and I'm starting to be involved in performing in some shows in a local theater. Good for you. I know Doc always needs more praise, so I will say he was one of my favorite improv partners to work with, as he always was a ton of fun to play off of. Also, I have to give DC some credit as well for being one of the best improv hosts I've worked with. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate that honest, sincerely and honestly. Um, Favorite improv partners. Aren't you going to Oh, for me, he said favorite improv partners. Don't you want to respond to the nice thing he said about you? This is why you don't get praise. You got to
1: accept the praise. I mean, I've always known that (laughs) I really am that great. And I feel like I feel like the narcissist should consider himself lucky to have ever shared the stage. With my towering presence, no, I, I, I actually, I feel mutually. I, I, I loved being on stage with the narcissist. His sardonic wit. Uh, he always had a way of being able to, to, to pull out the perfect encapsulation. Um, whether that be at the end of a game of catastrophe in that one line, or, or, or something more like uh, whose line. You know, he always was able to put a, a a feather in the cap in the perfect way. You knew you could depend on him to to put the stinger on. Oh, and, and all I had to do was carry the rest of the scene. He's gonna do it. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's easy. It's easy to to have. As far as I'm concerned, my goal was always to go out there, have that energy to 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 be to, to yes. Hey, look at that, and that gives in my estimation that allows my partner the time to not be the center of attention in which they can cook up mm-hmm. at least that's how i played it with the narcissist, because i i felt like that was playing to his strengths yeah. um, the, 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 and that's the thing i think i always tried to do with partners was play to their strengths
0: the goal of improv is and I probably did not communicate this well when I hosted, but the goal of improv is you are in there in service to the scene and in service to your castmates. So you should be constantly setting them up for success. However, to
1: do it, Um, you know, you should, and I feel like Eric totally understood. Yes. And so I'm not surprised to hear that he's getting back. And I would say again, as much as fun as I ever had doing it, I do think he's the best improver I've ever known. So, wow. um, yeah, I, 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 by all, I mean that sincerely.
0: Uh, so the stinger to this email makes me so happy. Don't skim. Oh, you're already too late. I know I, I haven't. I haven't since this is a niche podcast that apparently no one has ever heard of before or niche. You pronounce it how you want. I thought, why not make it even more niche niche by asking you about some of your favorite improv moments from the past? Do you guys ever miss performing? And if so, is there anything that would get you back into it? As your former improv deputy, I will forever be in both of your debts for getting me into the improv game to begin with. The Arsicist, P.S., your suggestion for reading this email is someone selling back soup at a deli.
1: Fuck you, Max, wherever wherever you are.
0: (laughs) Oh, Max. Uh, Wherever you are, go fuck yourself. For those who don't know, for those who don't know, and, and we've talked about this on the air, but it's been a while, doc and i met um starting a theater program at our university we were both interested in this um and we started an improv group at that time as part of the theater program um and i believe that's how we met eric is yes through is through that um and so, yes, we did improv for quite a while, and then Doc kept going through grad school, which is why he has a PhD in improvology. Um, Accurate. Do I have some of my favorite imp- I There's a lot of things that I enjoyed about, you know, improv moments. Um, I enjoyed when we would do our shows and just going out there and seeing a crowd of whether it was 20 people or 50 people, whatever it was enough people showing up to watch something that we were doing where none of us were professionals. None of us had any actual serious theater training. Um, And I don't believe that people left unsatisfied. I think we put on good shows every time. So, uh, you know, specifics, I always enjoy thinking of when I tried to get
1: a herald to happen and it didn't happen. Your mistake was trying it when I wasn't there. That's
0: probably true.
1: My infectious energy would have carried the scene.
0: I I, I look back fondly on when um, you know a, a new cast member was obviously infatuated with you know one of the more senior members of of the group. When a young blonde freshman was suddenly very taken with one of the people on this podcast, that is not me.
1: You had a young
0: blonde infatuated with you as well. Yeah, that's not one of my favorite moments. There, Doc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I would call it one of my favorite moments either. Um, Thanks.
0: I will say out uh, the fact that we went and did the hayride. The fact that the we, hayride was great. The fact yeah. that we brought a group. We loaded them in a van, and we—I got pulled over. That was great. Um, and we went and you know staffed a hayride. Uh, that was pretty fun.
1: So it was a good time. I remember, I remember our very first show that we did in that dining hall. Yeah. Um, and I remember playing a game of Party Quirks, which is one of my favorite games. It was one of those games where I can go up on stage and I can just let that energy flow because um, that—that—that that is the hey look at me factor is my improv strategy 100 and so that game is is built for that and i just remember i got i was i was just making my entrance going to the door and i put on this this just ah oh, hello there sunny boy <laughs> and just i don't even get through the door and the narcissist who even at that time uh we knew what he was good for mm-hmm. and he was playing the party host yeah. i don't even get in the door and he says oh Hi, Grandma! I just go fuck <laughs> out, totally breaking character. Just fuck, and I turn on my heel and I march right back off the stage. I just remember <laughs> the the audience was very tickled by that uh, because yeah, he guessed it w- from the first immediately. line immediately. immediately, and it worked very well. Again, that's not something you would normally do in a game like that. You would want to indulge it to yes. let it d- adapt. But we were, I guess, all very young at that time. But even still, I think that was the right move oh, yeah. in front of the audience. Like he's, I think that's again going back to, I'll, I'll send some praise the artist this way. He's always had a, a very keen, like, under anticipation. He's had a keen anticipation of what will work. And, and especially in front of an audience. And i that, that's just one of those moments. I, I just remember very funny. I, I
0: also remember a guy named Matt. I want to say his name was Matt. I don't remember his last name. I think it began with a G. And he was the, uh, he would do like the host of, he played yeah. like the Colin Mockery character when we would host the news show. And yes, he was great. he had this pained expression on his face the whole time. But then he would pull out, the greatest
1: joke ever. And I'm like, he used to always have, we give this impression that he didn't like the pressure of being the focal point of that game. And I, I, I I sincerely believe he did not enjoy being the focal point. But He pulled it off every time. He was amazing. at It it. was, he was amazing. Well, and then, and then,
0: you know, you wanted to be like, do you have these in your back pocket? Like some of the stuff that Colin mockery
1: does on who's line, obviously he's got plans prepped. Um yeah but yeah I see that and I'm I'm jealous of that because that is not one of my strengths. As an improver, I am not a storyteller. I again, I I really think my strength is characters. I'm a, am say I'm a character actor. I get up there, yeah. I give energy and life to a scene. I need the other people really to 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 craft that thread, right? Yeah. To, 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 be, to actually build something from the thread that I am spinning, you know, yeah. and I'm always I've always been jealous, I think, of people who are capable of doing that. Oh,
0: and I appreciate him mentioning the host aspect because I I think I quickly learned I don't know that I'm a great improviser. I think I'm You're a, a great host. Though. I think I'm OK and I can do slideshow with the best of them. You are a great you, slideshow You put host. me up there yes. slide shows a game where there's three people and one person is like giving a lecture and the other three people are acting as their slides and so you click you pretend to click like the button to change the slides they assume a position and you have to incorporate what their position is into whatever the topic of the lecture is. That I could do. I'm not sure but but the idea of just hosting and and that sort of thing, I that was I was like, I'm ha- very happy to do this, and then let everyone else be uh, the jokesters and do very well at it. And I'll even say he's not my favorite person in the world, but Ted. Uh, oh yeah, he was fantastic. Was a fantastic improviser. He was a joy. Absolutely, he, he was fantastic. He was a joy to watch. Do I ever miss performing? No, because I perform all day. Being an elementary school teacher means I am constantly performing for a fantastic audience who thinks I'm still funny. 102 days (laughs) in. And then once a week, we sit and we did not talk about anything besides a little bit about Twitter before we started this show. And we're 59 minutes in and we have just essentially... We have a bit of an outlet, I guess, is what you're saying. Um, I don't know that I would want to get back into actual improv and again that's yeah. probably that probably is just more to do with i don't want to go to a store like where would we go the city like if there was improv probably, yeah. you know if there was an imp- place we could do improv between where i live and where you live maybe i'd go every <laughs> now and then
1: uh um, yeah i i could say i could see myself getting back into it maybe but that's only something i think i could say Within the last month or so, sure. as I'm now starting sure. to feel like it is possible for me to do things for myself well, and, again. And, and,
0: and again, it's it's all in, you know, improv's likely going to happen at 7 to 8 p.m. on what, like, if there was, you know, improv locally with one or two people I knew at, like, 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, I'd go and just, you know, goof around. I I probably have my Del Close book somewhere. I could dig it back out again and, and do all of that stuff. But uh, Eric, I hope you email more often because it was this was a fun walk down memory lane. And Max, you suck at improv. <laughs> you weren't good at all. Tim, no
1: subject. Good day, fellas. Last week, my bracket seemed like I was missing a little something. So with that being said, D.C., Get the dice. Twenty movies. Nicholas Cage. Use the dice or die if you possess a twenty side. Eighteen or sixteen slot bracket. You can decide, but the dice pick the places. Let us begin. Blah 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 blah. And Doc, for the record, I was waiting for you to say you put mustard on Mrs. Manson. All the condiments, I mean compliments, to you both, Tim. Nicholas Cage bracket.
0: Uh, all right, let's let's do this. Hold on, let me get an index card. You didn't ask me to get an index card, Tim. Although the dice, my, I will say the dice are in the other room, but I have an online dice that I was able to.
1: I think my favorite Nicolas Cage movie is not even in this bracket. Let's see. But that's got, okay. It's it's a lesser known movie, I think, amongst the common, Lord of like War the mainstream audience.
0: Or Matchstick Men. I'm not sure I've seen any of these.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't think I've seen either of those two. I might have seen Lord of War, but so I'll give it that. I think I've seen that one. It's one like a gun salesman or something. I, it's been a long time. I'll say Lord of War because I think I've seen that one, but I'm not sure. Leaving Las Vegas or Family Man? Uh, I'll give it to Leaving Las Vegas because it's a classic.
0: Agreed. All right. Let's see here. Spinning. Spinning. Uh Eight millimeter.
1: Or Con Air. That's a tricky one. This is going to be an upset to many people, although people who know me probably will not be astounded by this. I will give it to 8mm. I actually think 8mm is a very good affecting film. Um, I think it got a lot of slander when it first came out, but I don't know. I think that movie is actually pretty good. Um and Conair, I, I I always thought is don't get me wrong, it's fun, mm-hmm. but I've always felt it was too goofy. Oh. It it was winking a little too much oh, yeah. at the audience.
0: Yeah. Why didn't you leave the bunny in the box? Uh it could happen to you or honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. Uh and now I'm just going with uh let we'll do the rock versus uh we're gonna lump natural national treasure movies together the rock or the national treasure series the rock that's a great movie
1: love sean Connery. that that movie i feel is a movie that is winking just the right about at the audience
0: uh raising arizona or gone in 60 seconds
1: upset again i will give it to raising arizona i don't know that that's an upset no, I feel
0: like Gone in sixty
1: seconds got completely
0: overshadowed by the Fast and Furious movies.
1: It did, but I do feel like people look at that film very fondly, and I think people would think that me thinking Raising Arizona was good is kind of odd. You know, I think they th- they probably wouldn't expect me to pick such a film. But
0: uh, we've got Wicker Man or Kickass. Wicker Man not the bees not the bees uh, and in our final matchup uh face off automatically gets a buy cuz it's a fantastic movie uh i don't really like face
1: off oh come on it's not one of those films that i feel like is winking at the audience too much and i find that the, the i find the i find the whole premise of the film is nonsensical and i can't suspend my disbelief for it
0: just to watch Nicolas Cage and John Travolta chew the scenery. That's all I need. I don't care. Yeah,
1: fair enough. Uh, Lord, I'd rather watch Broken Arrow than Face Off.
0: That's not on. No, wait, that's not a Nicolas Cage movie. That's Christian. not a
1: Nick Cage movie. What's a the movie Ultimate that's not movie? on here
0: that you would want to be on here? Uh, Mandy. Okay.
1: Mandy, I think, is fantastic and is basically the greatest Nick Cage performance of all time. Not pig? No.
0: Uh, I will because I'm letting you kind of steer the ship and because I have so much love and praise for you, I will give Mandy the win over face off. We'll make that a, a bracket there and we'll uh, mm. Lord of War or leave in Las Vegas, leaving Las Vegas, eight millimeter or honeymoon in Vegas, eight millimeter, uh, the rock or Raisin in Arizona, the rock and Wicker Man or Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the wicker man, but I've watched the ending like 42 times. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Leave in Las Vegas or eight millimeter.
1: Personally, I would go with eight millimeter. Although I think the other film is probably a better film. Overall, the rock or Mandy. Deep pause. Okay, well, here, here, here's the thing. Pause. I think The Rock is one of the greatest action movies of all time. Mm-hmm. But in the context of a Nicolas Cage bracket, I think Sean Connery is the more interesting part of that movie. Oh, for sure. So I so I'm I'm doing backflips to, to do the gym, the mental gymnastics to get here, that's fine. But I'm going to give it to Mandy. All right. So then, based
0: on this tournament uh, that we were given, eight millimeter or
1: Mandy? I'll give it to Mandy. No surprise there. But you've got, I mean, you've got you've got a giant, you've got like an eight foot long chainsaw fight in that film. So, I mean, come on. But I will say, we we didn't talk about the Croods or Snake Eyes or. Um, wouldn't, Knowing wouldn't have fit
0: in the bracket. We didn't talk about uh, okay uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. We didn't
1: talk. about well, that movie's about garbage. Out Ghost Rider. That movie's garbage. Although well, Ghost Rider too, quite good. We didn't talk about guarding Tess.
0: Or garbage. Amos and Andrew. Garbage. Or many
1: Moonstruck. Garbage. Nah, that movie's all right. Um, he did a fun. Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff movie. Uh, Wally's Wonderland, which I also enjoy. Yeah. So. Not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoyed it. There's another um, relatively recent horror film, Color Out of Space, based off of H.P. Lovecraft stuff, which I thought he gave a great performance. and That's a really good horror film, if you haven't seen that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like what Nick Cage has been doing in the latter part of his career. I know, I know at some point he got into tax trouble and he was just taking roles, I think, to get any sort of paycheck for a while. Sure. But I feel like he has now come out of it with a an ability to lean into aspects of his character that I just find incredibly endearing in a lot of different ways. There's, there's another film recently that I didn't see. It's not like the unbearable weight of immense talent or yeah, something. Unbelievable talent. Yeah, like and he's playing himself. Like something about that film also really made me want to see it. I haven't watched that one yet, but that one looks like it, it would be good also. It,
0: I, I, don't I know. think we've come all we've come all the way around on Nicolas Cage. You know, we loved him at first, and then I think people soured on him and now he's made his way back and people love him again. Yeah. Which is how it works. Just how it's supposed to work. Uh Glenn, back to the
1: future again. Hi, guys. today's Gadgets and Gizmos, which ones, if they'd been around, do you think 16-year-old DC and Doc would have considered a must-have? For me, it would have been my smartwatch being brought up in the 1960s and 70s where only really cool spies have a watch-type communicator. I would have thought it was the coolest thing ever. Thanks, as always, Glenn Double N. It would have been Um, like Dick Tracy. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly say my smartphone. Like, that's a no-brainer, right? Um having a, a a computer in your pocket would have been amazing growing up. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I'll try to think of something uh, slightly different here. Uh, six sixteen 16 year old, D- <laughs> uh, 16 year old DC and doc. Uh, 16 year old DC had one computer in his house. Um, that you know, 16 year old DC would have loved just the idea of a Chromebook, um, would have loved uh, internet that didn't dial up, so you had didn't try to. Muck. I,
1: I, I would have loved to give 16 year old DC and, and, and GQ, uh, maybe 16's a little too young for, for the uh, love affair between the two of you, but I would have loved to, to drop off a PS5 with you guys. And the latest copy of the WWE oh, video my game, goodness. yeah, just to see you guys have an afternoon with that. As we I think both dropped out of school, uh-huh. right?
0: Yeah, you know, internet that you didn't have to connect and muffle with a pillow in the middle of the night, so your parents didn't hear you logging online at like ten at night to go onto ICQ.
1: I mean, imagine if sixteen-year-old DC had just had enough outlets in his home <laughs> to have a Nintendo. That would have been amazing. I'm a simple guy, Doc. (laughs) Simple guy. Uh, Nate, this week in the email. Good afternoon, my fiends. I recently put in my two weeks at my current job to go back to my old job. I've been at this job working with good since 2019. I think it's time to say goodbye, and I need my vacation for a 1K health benefits and full hours back. So life is looking up right now. I have two questions and a request for you guys this week. Have either of you seen slash heard about James Gunn's chapter one of the revamped DCU? If not, then what is one DC movie you'd like to see made in the future? And if so, what are you looking forward to? Uh, do you ever feel bad taking vacation from work? I don't. But I know some people are more thoughtful than me. <laughs> uh, please tell me about your day yesterday in excruciating detail. Your bestie nathaniel sent for my iphone se
0: uh glad you're going to a job you like i'm glad you're getting yes your your, your things um i have seen brief things about james gunn's gods and monsters which is what we're calling chapter one um i can't say i'm thrilled uh what's the plan i
1: can't say i've seen any of it
0: well let's see uh They're going to do a big reset with Ezra Miller's The Flash movie. So right from there, I have a
1: problem. My assumption is they're doing the business thing, which is to say they have hundreds of millions of dollars sunk into this film. Yes. So we have to be behind it and release it. But the moment that it comes out, we are dropping Ezra Miller from... The universe. That's I, my assumption. I would
0: imagine so. I would imagine they will do something, but it's just.
1: It's and I also kind of think they're they're in a a Goldilocks situation to some extent because I think that film is about opening a multiverse of yes options, and so I think they're just going to lean into that. So I I, I kind of get it, but unfortunately, yeah, it's problematic that they are still going to be. Yeah leaning into that film although i do understand business wise why uh outside of that let's
0: see we're gonna get a superman legacy movie written by james gunn himself Fo- what does legacy mean is that refer to a specific arc no idea focusing okay. on superman balancing his kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing don't care uh the, that sounds boring the authority Wildstorm characters will join the DCU as members of the Authority. Never heard of that group. The Brave and the Bold introduce its Batman and Robin in this unusual father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comic series. I like Grant Morrison, and if you're doing Damian Wayne, that's cool. But I don't
1: care. The, I want just to go back to the Superman thing for a second. The problem with Superman is. And I guess I guess they got away f- this, this is the one positive thing I'll say about Zack Snyder, I guess. They kind of did get away from this a little bit, although in the completely wrong ways. Um, outside of those films, every single Superman film ever made has been the exact same film, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I wish they would do something different. I wish they would do something exciting. I wish they would do, I, I don't know, Superman Red Sun do a radically different envisioning great. of Superman do, do, do Superman versus fucking bizarro do Superman versus like, is that Brainiac? Is that who that like, like do something that we haven't seen a thousand times. I don't need another bald guy, t- t- real estate dude to be his arch nemesis. I don't need another Lex Luthor. I understand he's important in the comics, but we've seen it on the screen so many times. We don't need to see that story again. Well, and and the idea that
0: you're focusing on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. So obviously, you're bringing Krypton in. You can't do Zod. We just did Zod. You just
1: did. And Man- you've done Zod twice on the screen already. Yeah. Do a different story. Yeah. Superman is always struggling with: Do I belong to this world or not? For some reason. <laughs> Or maybe that's just Zack Snyder. Cause I feel like the actually the older Superman movies, he's not struggling with that at all. He's just like, I am here to be the symbol of peace and I will strive to be the best that I can. I will try to be, I will try to raise up humanity and that's fine. Like that is what the character historically was. Um, but again, it's been done to death. We've had five movies of that.
0: I was very interested and they might still be doing it. They were going to be doing some, a uh, movie, I want to say Michael B. Jordan was going to be in it, and he was playing a, a different Kryptonian. Okay. You know, like, I I don't know. Like, you're balancing your Kryptonian heritage. Are you going back to Krypton? That really can't happen. So is Russell Crowe going to show up on a ship and talk to you? Like, I,
1: I don't know. Maybe Supergirl shows up and tells him all about whatever... And so then it brings up a new thing in his life that he now has to grapple with. I'm sure. Now you're starting to talk about a drama. I'm glad (sighs) you mentioned that
0: because the next movie is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Okay. Presents a Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. And then the final movie is the one I'm actually excited about Swamp Thing.
1: Great. I love to see Swamp Thing. So uh, then there's only Wes Craven were still alive, so he could. Give us another rendition.
0: Then they're doing some TV series, creature commandos, Um, you know, monstrous prisoners. I believe Frankenstein's monster is going to be in this. This is a Amanda Waller type thing. They're doing a booster gold TV show. They're doing a green lantern TV show, and they're doing a. TV show based on like a prequel uh, you know th- about Themyscira the birthplace of Wonder Woman but it's going to be before Wonder Woman
1: yeah I'm more it's interested a, I mean, in the TV
0: yeah. shows than I am the the movies and plus we're still also getting Shazam the Flash Blue Beetle Aqu- another Aquaman Peacemaker another Joker
1: don't need any of that no thank you so. Don't need any of that, but yeah, I'd like to see um, if you're going to do Batman again. I, I want to see like like a, a Frank Miller, like what, what's that one where it's in the future? I forget the Dark Knight Returns or yeah, something. I have that one. I'd like to see something like that. Do something different. Well, that you know they were going to bring back Michael Keaton as
0: Bruce Wayne, and then I heard they weren't going to do, and it was just like uh, I don't get it. Uh, to go back to the actual email, what is one DC movie you'd like to see made? I have never been a DC comics person.
1: I've always been Marvel. Um, I'd say Red Sun. Give me Red Sun. I'd like to see Red Sun as a movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I I don't know. I I thought doing the Green Lantern with John Stewart would be good. You could do uh, I. You know, I liked what they did with Martian Manhunter in the Supergirl TV show. Um, you could do sort of a The Question show or movie that's just more like less superheroes and more just detective stuff. So
1: there's plenty of options there. Can we do a Batman movie where he's fighting Onomatopoeia? That'd be nice. I like that. Do we need another rendition of The Joker? Do we need another rendition of Two Face? Do we need another rendition of the Riddler or the Penguin? Let's do. Do we? Do we need do, to see any of that ever? Do, do we need another Falcone crime family? Let's do we need do any hush. of that again?
0: Let's do Hugo Strange. There's plenty of villains that they have do not, Calendar Man. They have not touched Maxi Zeus. You know there are plenty. I don't of-
1: even want to see Harlequin. I don't want to see Poison Ivy. I don't want to see Bane again. I- yeah. No. Give me, give me someone else from the Rogues Gallery. Me Victor Saz, I would give me Clayface. God damn it, I would
0: see another Mister Freeze if they went more. Yeah, like I could see it. Scene. I would like to see another a another Mr. one that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you tried to take that seriously and do kind of like what they did in the animated series, I would watch that. Uh, do I yes, ever feel, that I, we, we do. do I ever feel bad taking vacation from work? I don't get vacation. Uh, I sometimes feel guilty taking a day if I am not actually sick, but
1: rarely. Historically, I did not feel bad taking vacation from work ever. As far as I was concerned, I earned those days and I would use them however the hell I wanted to. Um, I no longer get vacation days, so I guess I'm sort of in your boat now. But <laughs> yeah,
0: your, your your vacation is built in. Quote unquote. I'm using air quotes. Yes. Your summers, yes. your your inter semester breaks, or whatever. It's kind of built in.
1: Bit of a uh, different situation now. Please
0: tell okay. me about your day yesterday in excruciating detail. Uh, we're, we're almost an hour and a half in
1: there, Nate. Uh- <laughs> I got up. I had a bowl of cereal. It was Quaker uh, cinnamon squares. Uh, I brushed my teeth. I took a shower. I had to go to the dentist. I got a cleaning done. Mrs. Manson was there. She also had a cleaning done. I went to Starbucks waiting for her to finish up. I went back. We went out for lunch. I got a pastrami ruben. She had a chicken salad a salad sandwich with like cranberries and stuff in it. Then we came home. I think she had a I had a meeting where we talked about stuff and now, in the, I I did a 30 minutes on the elliptical. I ate tacos which were comically small. Uh just so you know, Old El Paso, their taco shells, they've been hit with shrinkflation. Oh no. They're, they 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 are comically small now. Like I could palm the taco. It was ridiculous how small they were. Um Yeah, I watched some more My Hero Academia. I went to sleep. And that's your excruciating detail. DC has tapped out.
0: Uh, You know, let's see. Uh, Yesterday, I woke up. um, Hung around. Relaxed. Had a banana. um, Went to work. Drove in my spaceship. Sat in my parking lot for a couple extra minutes because I didn't want to go in. Uh, Went in did my day was texting with my wife. Cause she went back to her job for the first time. She took a year off, uh, went back in to meet with her boss and talk about it's the- been a year. No, but she, the, her boss, uh, messaged, emailed her, which technically she wasn't supposed to do. And basically said, would you at all be interested in coming back to do basically anything? Um, so she went in, found out that her boss really meant it. She could pretty much say, "I'll come in for three hours a week and work with these, you know, three people." And her boss was like, "Sure, great, whatever." Um, I didn't, you know, is she going to? Uh, she'll she'll probably start to dabble a little bit, but again, she gets to pick the schedule. She gets to make sure that the the family issues that she stayed home for she's taking priority, so she's happy, which makes me happy. Uh, right. Worked. It wasn't very exciting. Um, My kids are all sick, so that's all great. And then uh, picked up my wife from our house. We went out to dinner at a place I'll probably talk about later. Um, And then came back here, chatted with her a bit, played some video games, and went to sleep early. So. Uh, Thank you for the email, Nate. Oh, it's a joy to hear from you. Mrs. Manson, blast from the past. Dear DC and Doc, life has been busy of late with all sorts of garbage adult things going on. Lots of work, stupid heating repairs, dental visits, and at the end of the day, I'm pooped. But recently, I was made aware of an almost 10-hour YouTube video of 200 strong bad emails, which brought me joy this weekend. And tonight, I was reminded of some old commercials from a car dealership that featured a Badger, who was a car salesman, and the last were therapeutic. She provides a link to both of those things. Guaranteed laughter, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. I'll also share the links in the Bestie chat for those who might also benefit.
1: I was about to say, I'll put them in the Bestie chat, except I don't have the ability to access it at the moment. What's an uh, internet yeah.
0: classic that always makes you smile? Are you hamster dance folks? Salad fingers? Charlie the unicorn? Let me know. The world needs more laughter. Peace, love, and corn dogs. Mrs. M. My, 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 the Numa Numa guy. Always good. and uh, my,
1: yeah. And chocolate rain. Those are good. Those, Those are good. Uh, I, unsurprisingly, was a Salad Fingers guy. Salad Fingers is great. I also liked Magical Trevor.
0: Everyone loves
1: Magical magical Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, The The tricks that he does does are ever so clever. Look at him now, disappearing this cow. Where is he now? What was (laughs) he? Oh,
0: where there be lions only in Kenya. I, re- yeah, I remember vividly. I want to say that the narcissist was part of this, too. Us going on for way too long. The system is down. The system. Oh,
1: probably. Def- That's a good old strong bad email. Oh, yeah. The
0: homestarrunner.com.
1: The cheat. Is ground The light switches are turning on and off the lights. Not for throwing light switch rings.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Well, thank you to Che and Jeffrey and the Arsicist and Tim and Glenn and Nate and Mrs. Manson. What a lovely email segment, which means, Doc, it's that time once again. Everybody get on board the train of positivity. What is the piece of positivity that you are using to get through your good
1: week? Yeah, I'm still boring as hell because... I think this is now like the third week in a row, but my hero academia, I'm still enjoying it. Hey. I'm on season five. I feel like it picked up a bit again after I forget what season that was that I was complaining about. Whether it was the third season, the fourth season um, enjoying it again. I, I, I still think that it does a lot of smart things with the format and it's a uh, overall good superhero story so far. So glad to hear it. Spending a lot of time with that. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I am definitely starting to feel like I've got more time that is my own. And that's been kind of nice. Thinking about cooking dinner for a loved one mm-hmm. and myself, um, you know, and having a day off. Yes, to go to the dentist, but not really having much else other than a meeting that I was able to do later in the day and being able to say, hey, you want to stop for lunch and just getting some damn lunch and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just living life, living life seems all right right now. Excellent. How about yourself, DC? Um, there is a oh, and, and, and Joe Bob, Joe Bob is this Friday. The Valentine's special is Friday. Looking forward to that.
0: Excellent, excellent. We are we have uh we have some things to look forward to. I'll get to that. Uh, there is a local restaurant just down the road. We can get there in three minutes. Um, And it's one of those places that's probably been three or four different things since we've lived here. Uh, Not a great location, uh, but the place that it is now, um, we've ordered takeout from before and, you know, which is always nice. uh, But last week I wanted to go out and sit at a restaurant and be social. And of course, my social is like 4 p.m. So there was barely any people there. But we went to this restaurant um, it's been a while since my wife and I just went out and just enjoyed being out, uh, you know, had a very nice waitress who, you know, was a joy to talk to. Um, I didn't love the meal Thursday. I got a Mediterranean bowl, which I wasn't excited about. Uh, but my wife loves their salad, which has a, a deep fried deviled egg. Delish.
1: Um we went back. Explain to me what a deep fried devil egg is though because in my brain you would bread it and fry it but then how do you devil the inside if that's So what I what I believe fried. they
0: do is they hard they boil soft boil or hard boil an egg. Scoop out the yolk. Batter and deep fry the white. Then once you have your battered and deep fried white, you do your mustard mixture with the yolk and put that on top. It's. I don't like eggs, but my wife as finds it delicious. And then... Sounds like something I need to eat. She's always on the lookout for uh, really good mashed potatoes. They had really good mashed potatoes. So she was delighted. So last night, we went back, had the same waitress who recognized us and actually remembered a good portion of my wife's order, which is always a good sign. They've had sticky ribs on the menu. Uh... I'll try to remember what I want to know what the the specifics are, but I got the sticky ribs and I got a salad and this meal was divine because they bring out the plate and they've stacked the ribs on top of each other, slow roasted with our house rub blends tossed with a sweet garlic chili sauce. Mwah. My word, they were good. Um, so, you know, and that was excellent. So just having a place that we can then go and, you know, sort of uh, relax and enjoy and have a place that, again, we were probably, when we went last night, we were one of two people, two tables at the entire restaurant. So, you know, it's, it's. How long have they been there? They just
1: celebrated a year.
0: Okay. So they just celebrated. Hopefully
1: they'll be there for
0: some time to come. Yeah. But they've they've got, you know, savory crepes. They have a peanut butter mousse garnished with dark chocolate and candied bacon that I think I need to try at some point. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, they've got a chicken and waffle sort of thing. So, you know, if you're ever out this way, highly recommend you take it. Uh, But like I said, we have things to look forward to. Um, We're going to be traveling President's Day weekend, going up to see some family. That will be nice. Uh, my wife's looking at a booking, a place for her, you know, getting us away for her 40th birthday. We're talking about what we want to do for, um, April break. So, you know, looking ahead at our schedule, we're going to be, you know, getting out and doing some traveling, which is nice. So maybe I'm not as hermitish as I thought I was. I just, I don't like, no, no, you are. I don't like going to stores. I'm not my best self when I have to go to a store. But he just get angry. It's just like, you know, uh, I don't know. I enjoy surgical strikes. I'll go to a store if I'm going to walk in, get something and walk out. Like the idea, strikes. <laughs> the idea, the idea of, you know, I have to be in the right mood. And lately, because we don't do it often. We did go out and go to different stuff. Like I will, if I'm in the right mood, I will happily wander and just be like, oh, they have this in mesquite flavored now. Cool. Um, But usually I'm like, I want to be in, get this item I need and be out the door. So Mm. just me. Uh, well, there we have it, friends. Uh, not a lot of wrestling this week, but now you know far more about the educational system in college and in uh, the primary system than you probably ever did before. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night?
1: I'd like to have your thoughts right in the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, if you want to listen to our back catalog, you know where to find it. Anywhere you can get audio goodness like this podcast. And finally... Give you like what you've heard, and I don't know how you really could. But if you do, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to give a little bit of financial support to DC and DACA. It does help us keep the lights on, it helps us pay for the podcast feed, and it keeps the podcast train chugging along.
0: He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson.
1: I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews.
0: Uh, Have a lovely Valentine's Day. We'll talk to you the day after. I'm looking forward to all the sordid details. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?